We will celebrate, we will jubilate, we will celebrate our God. We will celebrate our God. Let His banner be raised. Let His glory be seen. We will celebrate. Oh, let His banner be raised. We will celebrate. Oh, one more time, we will celebrate our God. Oh, let it run out the rain. Oh, we will celebrate. And it run out the rain. We will celebrate. The Lord is good. I will lift him up higher. Everywhere I go, I will lift him up higher. Sing it. Everywhere I go, I will lift him up higher. One more time, the Lord is good. I will lift him up higher. Everywhere I go, I will lift him up higher. Sing it. The Lord is good. I will lift him up higher. Everywhere I go, I will lift him up higher. One more time, the Lord is good. I will lift him up higher. Everywhere I go, I will lift him up higher. Sing it. The Lord is good. I will lift him up higher. Everywhere I go, I will. Come on, lift him up, lift him up, lift him up, higher, lift him up. The Lord is good, I will lift him up higher. Everywhere I go, I will lift him up higher. Sing it. The Lord is good, I will lift him up higher. Everywhere I go, I will lift him up higher. For permission, Madame. Oh, son, I used to do for your mother, Papa. Oh, yeah, me both empty. Oh, yeah, me both empty. Oh, when we get to heaven. One more time, joy, when we get to heaven. Oh, no more weeping when we get to heaven. Oh, no more sorrow when we get to heaven. Oh, oh, say yeah, 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 yeah,
the Lord a clap. Give the Lord a clap. Give the Lord a clap. Give the Lord a clap. Have a very big God. Hallelujah, 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 
just fade away when I was the way. Hallelujah. It's the sound of victory. The sound of victory. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, let the sound. Let the sound of rejoicing fill this. Oh, hallelujah. The glory, the glory, the glory of the Lord. You believe that the glory of the Lord is coming down. The glory, the glory, the glory, the glory of the Lord.
have life, have life in you. The resurrection power. Oh, sing, I'm alive in you. Because we know 
know what we have found in you when we became saved. When we know what we have, how we have become, how our life has changed. We don't want our friends that are perishing to, 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 to go to hell, but we want them to be saved as we are saved. Uh, open your mouth and pray and say, Father, Lord, this morning we are before you, oh God. We cannot do it by ourselves. We know that we have to go and read some, but Father, we cannot do it by ourselves. We are praying, say, Father, Lord, strengthen us, oh Lord. Grant us the spirit of boldness and confidence. Uh, it doesn't matter what people say about us. Sometimes if I school, you do yourself to set yourself apart for Christ. People will say all sorts of things to you. People will say all kinds of things to you to discourage you. But we are praying to God and the Lord will grant us the spirit of boldness, uh, the spirit of confidence, uh, to take spirit of shyness out of us, oh Lord, so that we will be able to speak to people about it further. We pray that Lima Shali be under the anger. That we are before your throne this morning. We are praying the Father strengthens us, oh Lord. Grant us the spirit of boldness, oh Lord. The spirit of confidence to speak to people. The rejection that will come will not stop us. Oh. The intimidation that we put intimidate us will not stop us. But Father, we will still move because we know the one you are. We know who you are. We know the one we are serving. We know the one we have we believe in. We are praying the Father, Lord, strengthen us. We cannot do it by ourselves. This one we are before you. Grant us the spirit of boldness, oh Lord. Spirit of confidence. It doesn't matter what friends will say. One of our names that friends will give us. But still we will go and preach this word. Still we will go and bring souls to change the, the mood of heaven. We are praying to Father, Lord, strengthen us, grant us the spirit of boldness and confidence. We cannot be it by our own self. That's why we are asking for your help. You say you send us the help and comforter. And the helper is the Holy Spirit. And we believe that as we ask for help, the Holy Spirit will help us as we go to we go and speak to people. Thank you, Father. Bless you. Now we are praying once again that Father, Lord, you help us stand for the truth. And that you go to school, people will be doing all bad things and all sorts of things, but you can say to yourself that you want to set yourself apart for God, but sometimes because of influence from friends, you just get yourself into something that you are not even aware of. But we are praying that the Holy Spirit should help us to stand for the truth. It doesn't matter the circumstances we find ourselves, the situation that we find ourselves, but we are praying that Father Lord, help us and strengthen us to stand for the truth. No matter the situation, no matter the circumstances, open your mouth this morning and say, Father Lord, help us to stand for the truth. Help us to stand for the truth. It doesn't matter what friends will say. It doesn't matter the circumstances that we find ourselves, but yes, so we will stand for the truth because we know the God that we serve. We are praying and say, Father, help us stand for the truth. In friends are going the same way we shouldn't be going there we shouldn't be going there with them but we are praying the father should let us move away from friends that will influence into bad acts but we are praying the father lord let, let us do the thing according to your will let us do it according to your will we are praying say lord help us to Help us to stand for the truth. Open your mouth and pray this morning. Say, Father, help us to stand for the truth. We cannot do it by ourselves. Sometimes you want to stay away from certain things. But influence from friends will just let you go into it again. We are praying, the Father, help us stand for the truth. Help us stand for the truth. It doesn't matter the circumstances we find ourselves. Still strengthen us. And we know the Holy Spirit will be, will be there for us. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Father, we thank you this morning. We know you've done it all for us. The Bible says we should believe that whatever we said in prayers has been answered unto us. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank God for this wonderful Sunday. I asked, I asked those in the first service whether they knew what the significance of today was. And they said today was what? Palm Sunday. Some of you don't know. Yes. When, when we were growing up, by now you see us by the roadside with the Hosanna with the flowers. Nowadays, you don't do those things. You become DBs. 
Yes, we began, I, I went home to bring my niece to church when I was coming. I saw some people with a nice brass band. And it just made me miss my childhood. Amen. But we'll do our own Hosanna here right now. Are you ready? Are you ready? Don't, don't, don't scream. Then when they start singing, you fold your arms and you're looking at us. Please, we are going to do our own Hosanna. Everybody who come to the front will dance. If you've not danced before today, you will dance. Amen. Okay, let's go. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of us know this song? Yes, we didn't call him Hosanna. How many of us know this song? So you help us sing it. Hallelujah. Come on, give a clap of a clap of praise to the Lord. Add a shout. Yes, we didn't call him. Over Satan power. Messiah didn't call him all. I'm an overcomer. Missy, yes, we didn't call him. Yes, we didn't call him. Hey, over Satan power. Messiah didn't call him. I'm an overcomer. I'm for you know we boy. It's a story for no. I'm for you know we boy. Oh son, it's a story for no. Oh son, I'm for you know we boy. Oh son, it's a story for no. Oh son, I'm for you know we boy. Oh son.
Without the Hosanna, the journey wouldn't have started. Without the Hosanna, you and I will not be standing here. Without the Hosanna, we would have been wretched by now. But we thank God that you went all the way to die on the cross for you and I. That you and I might have eternal salvation. That you and I might have life. And have it more abundantly. Because the devil came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus came that we might have life and have it abundantly. Amen. 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 We thank God for this morning and we thank God for what he did for us on the cross. Amen. Shall we take our seats? Good morning and my name is Delphine Okutu and I'll be your MC for this morning. <laughs> Kindly take you to the following announcements. Welcome to Teen Chapel ICGC Calvary Temple. Our vision is to become world changers, nation builders, and inventors through training in godly principles. And our mission is grooming proactive, spirit-filled, disciplined, leadership-minded youth who are ready to take up responsibility and dare to make changes in their generation, a youth that is current and relevant. Amen. Amen. If today is your first time of sharing fellowship with us, you are very welcome. We consider you a very special guest. And so we'd like you to rise on your feet so that we can acknowledge your presence. If today is your first time, don't feel shy. There's no first time. Okay. Please, next week, bring somebody to church. Amen. Amen. Our departmental meeting times are as follows. On Monday, the prayer department meets from 4 to 6 p.m. The evangelism team meets on Tuesdays from 9 to 1 the Dramatic Arts meet on Friday from 6 to 7.30 p.m. And on Saturdays, all departments meet from 3 to 5. Church workers meet from 5 to 5.45. And facilitators meet to pray from 6 to 6.30. Those who were here yesterday, you had a good time. In fact, during the service, somebody told me that he was very happy he attended the meeting yesterday because all this while, he's over 18 years. In fact, he has graduated. Don't say age. All this why he thought Allah and God are the same. I mean, that's what they teach you in, in school. That's what some of the things that you hear. But because he came here yesterday, he had a new awakening. He had a new ch a change of mind that God and Allah are not the same. He thought that their names were just different. So God for the Muslims is called Allah and God for us is God. No. So these are some of the things you learn when you come here. Don't stay in the house with all these funny things going on in your head. Amen. Next move, 2019. <laughs> this year's next move comes off on 18, that is this coming Friday to the 21st of April, 2019. 
The speakers are Reverend Adai Mensah, Dr. Mensah Otabel, Bishop James Sir, Christ, Prophet Christopher Yawano, and our very own Dr. Anthony Kujo. Please make it a point to attend. Don't stay in the house and say it's Easter, so you are enjoying yourself. Come and, 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 and refresh yourself. Come and become another person. Amen. Yeah. The end of the announcement. We have some books at the front desk going for five Ghana CD subsidized rate. This one is Are Your Prayers Answered by Reverend Raman Einu. And this is How Strong Is Your Faith by Dennis Otri Kwabna Debra. Buy one for yourself and buy one for somebody. Spare the yogurt money, spare the sobulu money, spare the airtime money, and build your spiritual library. Amen. This morning, I want to take our offering and I refer to the passage in the Bible about the disciples bringing the calls to Jesus for him to sit on. And the Bible says that they laid their cloths on the cloth. Some of them cast branches. Some of them laid their cloths on the floor for Jesus to make that triumphant entry into Jerusalem so that you and I will be saved today. So I just want to encourage you, just as Jesus did, he laid down his life for you and I. You too, you can lay your life down for somebody. You have heard the word of God. And so today you are here. And you want to... We want to make sure that someone else also gets to know about Christ. You know that song that says that he's not thinking about the skies and that heaven will only be nice if he's there with you. You know that song? Yes. You don't know that song. <laughs> I'm not a scientist. Solo, who even sang that song? I'm not thinking about the skies. Won't be there. Donnie, yes. Won't be there to enjoy the view. I think heaven will be all right as long as you are there. And as long as there is you, yes. That's, you know that song? Yes. So that person was singing, saying that he only knows that heaven will be enjoyable when he is there and you are also there. And so you also want your friend, your neighbor, your auntie, your uncle, your cousin, whoever it is that does not know Christ to be there with you, that together you all enjoy yourselves. Amen. Shall we invite the choir as we take our offering?
Hallelujah. God has drowned our fears in perfect love. And so any fear that you have, like the song says, God has rescued us and you are children of God. Amen. Shall we pray? Our Lord in heaven, we thank you for this morning. We thank you that out of what you've given to us, you have brought back to you. We pray, oh God, that you sanctify sin and sin be used for your glory in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God, that you have redeemed us with your precious blood, that you have ground every fear in our lives with your perfect love. And so we know that it is well with our souls. Thank you for answered prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Are you ready for the word of God? Yes. We've been doing 40 what? So which number are we on now? Hey. Somebody said 11. Someone said 12. Someone said 14. <laughs> Amen. Some of you don't write notes. Let me see your notebooks. If you brought your notebook, at least raise it up. Let's see. Raise it high up. So that those who don't have, we can, we can see them. High up, high up. Uh-huh. You see? Majority of you don't have notebooks. If at the end of the month we say we are writing a quiz, it will become wahala. You'll be dodging church Sunday after Sunday. You ask, did you do the quiz this week? They say no. Next week you won't come. Please. You need these things for life. You won't get it anywhere. This is the only place you can get it. So kindly do well to take notes. And when you go home, don't just dump the notebook somewhere and come back and say we have 15, 14, 13 reasons. Amen. Shall we invite our brother Uncle Dennis to give us a word of God? Screens. Uh, technical. What's up? Okay, so we're waiting on them. They had to reboot the system. <laughs> it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Look at somebody and say, It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Uh, we have been preaching. A certain series for some weeks now, and sometimes I know some of you are already tired, but we'll keep we'll keep talking about them. We're not going to stop because we pray that at some point in time it will break through that stony heart, and that will be the beginning of your breakthrough. So we are not tired of speaking because we know it only takes one moment, you know, maybe one seed. That one seed will fall. Your heart will be fertile one time, and that will ch- that will be the beginning of you know great things in your life. This morning, um, we're going to continue from where we left off last week. We've been talking about soul winning. We start with Operation ITCC. Now when I'm walking, I'm thinking Operation ITCC. And I have the chance. There was this lady that I met. She said I should come and teach her how to use Excel. Oh, I just found last week that that was the last week she was an intern. And guess what? She did not perform up to standard, so they couldn't give her a job. They were hoping that. After three months, they were taking on permanently. And she was going to work for a German company. Charlie, they were paying euros, though. Euros. But, well, so I found out from another guy. He said, ah, that was the last year. I said, man, missed it. But, you know, this is how we're supposed to think. You know, you know no isolation. Look at somebody and say, no isolation. No isolating church. Say, Sunday, I'm a Christian. Monday to Saturday. Oh, I'm, 
I'm another person altogether. That is not the kind of leaders we are trying to raise today. See, if you want to be a politician, you know, you need to have a clean track record. You have to start today. Don't mess around. Today you're sleeping with this one. The Elder Kevin, he, he has a term. He said there's a game called Pampana. We learned it when we, <laughs> last week he said, Pampana, you go, said, I'm a Bushia, shoot up. If what? Bushia, shoot up. Some of you have tracked, when you look at your resume, it's not good. What are they shooting? You see? So you know you want to be a politician. You have to have a clean track record. You say you want to be a world changer. Do you know that people are waiting for the time when you say your God is propelling you to glory and before you know it, panyai, someone says that. Oh, this one. It was all over the I know him. I have, I have, I know him at the back of my palm. I know him. I claim. That could be the beginning of your downfall. And you know, it's so difficult to regain your trust in men. God will forgive you. God will pick you up again. Look at David. But with men, it's tough. So those men who've been able to break through set grounds, men, I tell you, it's, it's not been easy. So as Operation ICCC goes on, one of the things I realize is you need to learn to disciple yourself first. Disciple yourself in the Lord. You can't disciple yourself. You don't know how to follow. Who is going to follow you? Shall we, shall we have the video, please? Okay, I will start sharing my message. Technical, are you ready for us? How many of you have um, spoken to somebody in the last month, one month? If you have, raise your hand. Spoken to somebody about Christ. Raise your hand, raise it well. If I said I'm sharing money now, your hands will go up better. Raise it well. Uh-huh. Put it down. Those of you who haven't raised your hands, what are you still doing? What are you waiting for? Who are you waiting for? You're waiting till you turn 18. Huh? The reason why we're doing these things is so, so as to help demystify and take away some of the questions that have been 
pestering you. Yesterday, there were so many questions. We couldn't even, we couldn't even handle, we couldn't even finish feeding all of them. But we pray as we continue in the series, and God willing, we will be having some group discussions. Still on the topic, soul winning. You ask all your questions. Don't even wait. Some of you should come, see your facilitators, and just, just write them down. If you don't want to, they're just anonymous. Go and drop it somewhere. Leave it on a chair or something. Or drop it in a basket. We'll help to answer some of your questions. So, Operation ITCC. Operation ITCC. I said Operation ITCC. This must be the new thing. It must trend. I've not seen any of you tweeting this. You've not tweeted this. You've not written anything evangelical since we started this move. You want to change the mood of heaven on social media. When people go to your wall and they read it, they read, they read your story. Said, just one message, one line. Said, give your life to Christ. Christ is coming today. Are you saved? Get them thinking. Get them thinking. This is the whole agenda. The video that we're about to play, I hope that we can get it up. But basically what the video is about is talking about a 1040 window. So those of you who have done geography, and I believe some of us, we all have a little understanding. We all know the equator, right? That imaginary line that divides the earth, northern, southern hemisphere, right? Now, north of the equator, two latitudes, latitude 10 degrees and latitude 40 degrees. Between that bandwidth, and if you move a little bit to the eastern hemisphere, that bandwidth, that gap is what we call the 1040 window. What do we have in that 1040 window? That 1040 window consists of countries that have hardly been evangelized. It is believed that two-thirds of the world's population lives in the 1040 window. Right? It is also believed that some of the poorest people who live in the world come from the 1040 window. Right? But let me present some news to you. Sorry to do this. A spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Look at somebody and say, spoiler alert. Yes. When those of you Game of Thrones, when the spoiler alert comes. Spoiler alert. I, I came to announce to you those areas, two-thirds of the world's population that does not know Christ or that is resistant they even call it the resistant belt. Guess what? Those areas, once upon a time, were once evangelized. Once upon a time, those areas once knew God. I'll give you an example. In Turkey, before Turkey was called Turkey, it was called Asia Minor. The apostles went there to preach the gospel. And the word of God prevailed in Asia Minor. People had given their lives to Christ. People had surrendered their lives to Christ. People had been saved. Disciples had been made. But today, when you look at Asia Minor, they're not a Christian nation. They're not Christian-dominated. Muslim-dominated nation. That's what it is. So what happened? Still not working, eh? Okay. What happened? Somewhere along the line, we began to relax as Christians. After the apostles died, we went into what we call the Dark Ages, where Christianity went through a lot of persecution. I mean, just give you a brief rundown. And after that, 
they emerge a new group, a new wave of God, a new move of God, a charismatic move. But when you look at where we were before, where we are now, you even take Africa, you look at Algeria, Tunisia, you look at Egypt, you look at Libya, you look at Morocco. All these countries were once, they were once, once, once Christian dominated. But today, they are now Muslim dominated. We've been talking about reasons why we do not preach the word or reasons why we don't win souls. One of the reasons why we do not win souls, right, is we, be, we believe everyone has already received the gospel. Yes, some people believe it. That ah, Jesus did it on the cross. Apostle Paul, he did it all. What am I going to, what, what again am I going to do? So it is our mentality, our belief that people have already gone ahead, have already won souls, have already preached to those areas, those geographical locations, and it's enough. So I don't need to go out and win souls in these areas anymore. I wish we could play this way, but that video right there, the 1040 said, this area, two-thirds of the world's population, the world's population is over, what, six billion, right? Roughly, do the math. Not evangelized, still withholding, strongholds, holding back, persecuting Christians. The Bible says that, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached to all nations and the end will come. Okay, that means that when the gospel has reached the entire earth, when everybody has at least had the opportunity to hear the word of God at least once, then the end will come. So it doesn't mean that God is not waiting. God, God doesn't have a problem with transportation. He's not waiting for Trotter to come pick him up. Well, no. The Bible says he's not slow in keeping his promise, but he wants all men to come to the saving knowledge of the word of God. It means that God has an agenda, and his agenda that he wants all men to come to the saving knowledge of the word. He wants people in the 1040 window to come to the saving knowledge of the word. He wants people in your community, your classmates, even those who sit by you in church, who you know are not Christians. He wants people who you play with. People you go and play sports with. Some of you, you play football on the weekends. You go and meet your guys every Saturday. There's training. You're preparing for matches. You know that your friends, they do not know Christ. But you've never ever spoken to them. That is your 1040 window. So your reason number one, the gospel has been preached to all nations. I came to announce to you that that is a lie. Whoever told you that, tell them I said it's a lie. Because the Bible, our Bible says that this gospel shall be preached to all nations. Then the end will come. Do you know there are people in Ghana who have not even heard the word of God before? Do you know? Right here in Ghana. Right here. I'll always give examples because, I mean, I've been to, just take I mean, you step out of Accra. Even in Accra, you'll be amazed. I remember one lady went to speak to, we're like, do you, have you heard of Jesus before? She actually asked, she said, what is that? I said, what is that? At that moment, we really said, what? we have work to do. Right here in Ghana, you step, if you like, step out of, you just step out a little, step out of your comfort zone and ask. Some people have not even heard about Jesus before. They don't even know how to spell. They have no clue. And we sit around. The Muslims are saying the first service, look, these guys are not joking around, man. Where I was working before, 
working as a diplomat, I, I won't say unfortunately or fortunately, two thirds of the workforce, Muslim, Mali, Senegal, uh, Niger, that's Ibrahim Sumaila from Niger. That guy is tough nuts to crack. So you're surrounded by these guys, and men, when it's time to pray, when it's time to pray on Friday, the office is em empty. No, nobody in the office. They've all gone to the mosque. They're going to pray. I said I, one time, when I had the privilege of flying business class, yeah, I had the shock of my life. I got into the plane. And you know, I said, in business class, you have a lot of leg room. Those of us who are tall, me, I feel it. Back then when I didn't have a car, when I sit in Trotro, I'm always trying to turn like this, you know, trying to make myself comfortable. Adjust my body. But when you get to business class, you can stretch as much as you want. And there's even more space there. You get business class treatment. What? Food, wine, whatever you want. There was a man. You know what he was using his leg room for? He pulled out his mat, placed it there, and supposedly was facing Mecca and began to pray. You're saying, hey, what are we doing? No wonder they have dominated the countries that were once Christian populated or Christian dominated. Facing Mecca, how can you, how do you know the, are you a pilot? How, how? Another guy in New York City, he was driving a cab, he stopped in the middle of the road, time to pray. Oh, pulled out his mat, placed it on top on the roof of the car, climbed the car. Allah Akbar. Facing Mecca. I think these guys are good geography students because they know the direction today. No! You're laughing, but these guys, you could see what their religion means to them. The intensity, the alacrity, without mediocrity, that they attach to their religion, they are all out. They're not half and half. And they want to take over. They want to take over by hook or by crook. They want to take over. You're here saying that the gospel has been preached to all nations. Well, let me announce to you, there's a possibility that the one you converted may have been converted back to be a Muslim. There's a chance. This gospel shall be preached to all nations. The end hasn't come yet for starters. Because the gospel has not been preached to all nations. That 1040 window right there. That gap where people are wailing and crying who need Christ, who need life. I'm not talking about who need uh, this thing. No, no, development. No, no. I'm not talking of buildings and edifices. No, we're not looking to build new Dubais. No, 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 no. We're talking about building Christ in their lives, in their hearts. Establishing the kingdom of God on earth. And I'm sure some of you are thinking, oh, I'm too young. Don't worry, I'm coming to you. First point, debunk. So let, let's make this clear. Not everyone has heard the gospel. So that means there's still a charge to keep. Look at somebody and say, a charge to keep I have. No, look at somebody and say, a charge to keep I have. This is one of your charges to keep. To spread the word in your own way. 
Number two, please give me 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5. Can you give me the message Bible version? Reading from verse 15. I'll skip to verse 5. Go straight to 15. Verse 5 says that, what is Paul? What is Apollos? said, one planted, one watered, but it is God that gives the increase. Another reason why we don't win souls is that we say, if someone will change, they will change. It is not my preaching that will change them. Someone even said, yeah. In your mind, you're like, it's not my preaching that will change the heart of an individual. Nothing I say will convince a person or make the person change. Well, guess what? That scripture says that one person comes to sow. The other comes to plant. But God is the one that gives the increase. There is a sequence of events. Let me announce to you, it is not every time that you preach the word of God that someone will get saved. You will go. We said last week, we spent time saying that you will be rejected. They will spit on you. They will insult you. They will ridicule you. Right now, what we even call reject is not rejection. Man, people were lashed so bad. You could, they were mutilated. Some people could even be recognized. Some were fried in hot oil. What are you talking about? You're here. You're just receiving small insults. Yeah, hey, mommy, I won't go again. Uncle Desmond, I won't go again. I won't go again. I'm tired. This excuse. Right? Maybe yours is to just sow. The power of a sower say that there was a sower who casted his seed abroad. Some seed fell on fertile ground, some fell on thorns, among thorns, some on rocky grounds, and some along the pathway. And when Jesus was explaining that power, he was showing what happened, the fate of those seeds. Sometimes when you go to speak the word to someone, the person receives it with joy. Say, he's so happy. You go there the next time. Uh, uh, there was this lady I was following up on. Oh, uh, this lady, she said she was in a bad relationship. God revealed, oh, to me that this girl, bad relationship, sleeping with a boyfriend. And I asked her, stop. She broke down. She was crying. This was last year. And I saved the number. I was trying to check up on her from time to time. I got that recently. She's no longer there. So I took her number from someone who's, you know, a neighbor called her. And she told me, you know what she told me? I was like, do you remember me? I, I came to speak the word of God to you last year. She said, I, she said no, I, I'm, I, 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 I don't have time. I don't want to talk to you anymore. Imagine how that crushed me. Oh, no, I'm married, please. I was like, ah. I felt bad because I was like, damn it, maybe you kept too long to do a follow-up. I was like, I, I just want to, I mean, I'm not asking you, I just want to find out how you're doing. Say, eh, I'm okay, I'm okay. I'm busy. Work will not allow me. I work even on Saturdays. I've lost that. I feel I've lost that. This is an example of, typical examples. Oh, receive the word. Yeah, yeah. But no monitored. The cares of life, thorns, will, will stunt the growth. Of that seed. So when you go out there, don't expect that every day someone's going to receive the word of God and be say, yeah, I'm a Christian. Sometimes, yeah, you'll go. But yours is to sow. When you go there, when you speak the word, you've sown a seed. Maybe it may have not fallen on the right heart, but somewhere along the line, God will send someone to come and water that seed or to sow another seed. 
But guess what? It's God that gives the increase. When that person's time is up, when that person's heart is ready, and that person opens himself up or herself up to Christ, guess what? Your reward is in there. Because you were part of that process. Oh, guys, technical. What are you guys doing to me today? Eh, okay, I have my Bible. I wanted the message translation, but that's more for the so that point where you're saying that not it doesn't matter what I say. <laughs> it won't change a person's mind. No, what you matter, what you say matters. What you say to the person will matter. It may not matter today, it may not matter tomorrow, but the seed is there. You've done your bit at that point in time. When you read further, when you come to verse 15, he said that, do you know that the sequence of events that's going to go on, yesterday as I was sitting, I was thinking, hey, those days they used to scare us. They said like that on Judgment Day, there'll be a large flat screen TV. 150 inch TV. I've not even seen some before. Big one. And they'll play your whole life before you and everybody else. Everybody will see every single thing you did. So HD power, you see it, we'll see it. But I have good news for you. <laughs> I have good news for you. When you give your life to Christ, when Christ comes, the first stage of his judgment is rapture. First Thessalonians, you see, the Son of Man will descend on the clouds with trumpets. You see, before you say, you are there, you are there with your... Those of you who have kids, the facilitator, you're there. No, you, you turn around. Hey, where's little Jerome? Jerome is not there. Pyam! Jerome is gone. You go, you, you think you're going in the evening, you're going home. You say, hey, today I've just come back from work. My wife and I are going to have a romantic night. You go, Pyam! You get home. Your wife is not there. She didn't even have time to prepare food for you, so you're left alone. You're there. So you're going to write exams, final exams. You've not learned anything. Final exams. Pium! Then you're gone. Now you're happy. <laughs> oh, that's the one you like. <laughs> you write it there. This is a rapture. It's going to happen. I love, I love this book. And there's a movie about Left Behind. If you've not watched it, it's a very old movie. The books, go back and watch it. So once in a while, I go back to it. Rapture, rapture, you're there. You're thinking of doing something bad. You know, you are, you are a youth, you're a peer leader. You know you're not supposed to do that. You're not trying to toast the girl. Niger, when you say toast the, toast the, you're trying to run her. The girl is vulnerable. Before you know, she disappears and you're there. First step. Bible also says that the dead in Christ will also be raised and be caught up with him and will be taken. Those who didn't go, they have a problem. Me, I won't be there, so I can't tell. I'll be caught up with them. But at this stage, when you go to heaven, that's not the end of it. And I'm coming to the next reason. Some of you <laughs> say, look, I don't care about winning crowns. I don't give a hoot. I just want to enter heaven. That's all. 
is it not true? Some of you just want to go to heaven, no? Come on, be honest. I used to think like that too. Come on. So why do you play? Okay, those of you believe that, raise your hands. Let me see. Let me see who the honest ones are. If you're going to ra- honestly raise your hand. Well, I can't beat you. Just raise your hand. You just want to go to heaven. Raise your hand. You don't care about what crowns for what? I keep saying that I will never forget. Hands down. When I was in school, hey, engineering mathematics. Some you won't understand. Only the elderly ones. So so abstract. And when we had we had so many, you know, crazy stories that were nightmares in the discourse. People usually fail. And then when the lecturer comes to the room and tells you that, you know, when you write an exam, not everyone must pass. There must be a normal distribution curve. Some of you must fall on the lower part, some at the peak, and some at the other side. When a lecturer tells you this, where is the inspiration or motivation to even, I mean, you, you feel hopeless, and the course is tough. First time you wrote it, first semester, pass mark, even pass mark is 40%. See how low, how low the pass mark is? That should show you how difficult it is to get 40. We wrote the exam. We came back. It was tough in our heart. In my heart, I knew uh-uh, if God does not work something, I have to rewrite this paper. And they said, our lecturer even came and said they had to add marks across because the results were so bad. They had to add like 10 marks across. When the results came, I had 46%. So it means that technically I had 33%. You're laughing at me. <laughs> I had 33%. Because my mentality was that I just want to pass the exam. Like, I don't care. I don't want to get 90, 90%. I, I'm just working. If I can just pass, pass that 40 mark or just be on the line, I'll, I'll get it. The dangerous games I was playing there, because technically I'd already I'd failed. That's what it, I actually failed. And some of us have that mentality. I don't care. I just want. I just want to enter. If I can get in, eh, that's all. I will, this illustration will stay with me for when Uncle Bezmond says that when you when you start, and it's in the Bible. There's a scripture that that actually backtracks this. When you start the race as a Christian, there is a line that's drawn. In athletics, what do we do? There's a line on your mark, get set. That's all. That's it. And you're running. I have never seen this short distance running where someone starts and he just starts he's trotting. No, short distance, 100 meter dash. You need to you need to blast across. You need to blast across the lane. From start to finish, you, you're not stopping until you get there, until you realize that you are the winner, you're the champion. In Christianity, when you say, Lord, I surrender my life to you, that day, there's a mark drawn. Says, I surrender my life to you. On your mark, get set, pee! Then you start running. Run as fast as possible to the end of the line. You don't know the kind of things life may try to draw you back, but if you decide that, oh, I'm the heavyweight champion of the world. I've done it before. Hussein Bolt, what happened to him in his last race? What happened to him? Gatelyn. Is it Tyson Gatelyn or whatever his name is? Tyson. He, 
he beat, this guy had been trying to beat Usain Bolt for years, had never, not even once, he hadn't even come close. Someday Usain Bolt would be running and he'll turn to the side and be watching to see who is it. Yes, it's true, he'll turn to the side and he's just watching. Who does that? But on this occasion, Usain Bolt took second, he had to settle for second place. What is the lesson in this? I'm not saying, was, I don't know, maybe there was some haughtiness added, maybe there was some pride or some arrogance added. But oftentimes when we start the race and as we, we begin, sometimes we start with a lot of pace, but then we tend to slow down. But if you start the race and you're already slowing down, my brother, my sister, you are in big trouble. Because you never know what might happen that might draw you back. Look at me, 33%. If it had not been an act of mercy, I'd have had to rewrite that paper. Martin Chan, you're saying that I'm just going to squeeze. I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to do too much. I'll just, when, when I grow older, my thighs, my calves are not even big enough. I'll wait. When I hit 25 years, yeah, then I'll start doing the work of God. I'll start winning souls. Right now, I'm too young. I'm too young. I'm too young. I can't, I can't even speak the word of God. You're sitting on the fence and that's dangerous. The Bible says that nobody can serve two masters. Either you love one or hate the other. Revelation 3 says that I know thy works, that you are neither hot or cold, that you're lukewarm. But because you're lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth. There is no place for a lukewarm Christian in the kingdom of God. Just so you know that. So you're saying that you're just going to squeeze. That scripture. Hey, my people. Or to put it another way, you are God's house. Using the gift of God God gave me as a good architect. Mm-hmm. I designed blueprints. Mm-hmm. Apollos is putting up the walls. Mm. Let each carpenter who comes on the job take care to build on the foundation. Remember, there is only one foundation, the one already laid, Jesus Christ. Take particular care in picking up your building materials. Eventually, there's going to be an inspection. If you use cheap or inferior materials, you'll be found out. Please hold on. If you go and build a house with Atakbane, <laughs> you know Atakbane. <laughs> Look, I'm even doing better than you sometimes with the local language. You know Atakbane. So when they build a house, the kind of this thing, you, have, you want to build a house that will sustain. With this flooding in Ghana, we're entering rainy season. How will your Atakbane survive the flood? Take heed the materials that you use. Please go, go on. There's a word I'm looking for. The inspection I, will be thorough and uh, rigorous. The inspection will be thorough and rigorous. Yes, speak on. You won't get by with a thing. Mm-hmm. If your work passes inspection, fine. If it doesn't, your part of the building will be torn out and started over. But you won't be torn out. You will survive, but just barely. The building, just what it means <laughs> is that look, <laughs> after the inspection, when they realize when they come and look at this, then ah, the beaming, the beaming has not been done well. Let's look at the pillars, foundation, zero. They look and say, We're sorry, this house is a hazard. We need to pull it down. Pull the house down. Zero for works. All that will be left is your salvation. The NIV says that you you would escape as one who is escaping through the flame. So all you managed to do was narrowly squeeze in. You just, you just made it in. You just made it in. 
But who wants to play that kind of game? Who wants to play that gambling? And say that, I'm just going to mark time. I'll be a Sunday Christian. I'll be a church, you know, a pew warmer on Sundays. But I will not commit myself to winning souls. If this is your reason, well, these are the dangers. Because you might not, you, you just might not escape. And I was saying, the reason why I mentioned this scripture is because when we're raptured, we go. The books are open. There's so many crowns. You have the crown of life. Everyone will get it. By virtue of the fact that you've gone to heaven, you receive that one. That, look at somebody. Say, that's all. Okay. You have the victor's crown. You have the incorruptible crown. And there's so many other crowns. As people are suffering down there, seven years of tribulation, we'll also be receiving judgment for our works. And those of you who are not here in the first service, Anthony, you said something, I was like, wow, he actually touched on a portion of my message. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 21, please put on the board for me, 21.4. The Bible says that he will wipe away he will wipe away every tear from your eyes. Death will exist no longer. Grief, crying, and pain will exist no longer because the previous things have passed away. Okay, why does God, ask yourself, why does God have to wipe away the tears of people who are in his boat? People who are in eternity with him. People who have received eternal life. Why? Why does he have to wipe away your tears? Let me tell you something. God is an emotional God. Remember those times when God got upset with Uzziah? He's just trying to help the ark, and God struck him down. In past times, he's been angry with his children, the Israelites. Punished them, sent them into captivity. The times that God expresses joy, the Bible says there is joy in the presence of God at the repentance of one soul. So God expresses emotions. And I believe there will be emotions in heaven. Thankfully, the Bible tells us the ones that will not exist, there will be no grief, there will be no death. There will be no pain. There will be no crying. But before they say, he will wipe away every tear. Why? When we get to heaven, we will recognize each other. Like, hey, hey, Samson, is that you? Give me five. You made it. Wow. And I look around. Now I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. I'm looking for my cousin. Ah, I'm going through the multitude. I'm going through the crowd. I'm looking through. I'm not seeing. And I go and ask Apostle Paul. He said, sir, I can't seem to find my cousin. He said, what's his name? You check on the list. He said, uh, I'm sorry. His name is not in the book of life. That is what's going to cause the weeping. That right there. Because you realize that some of your loved ones, the people you love, their names are not in the book of life. They're not there. They missed it. Another scripture, the Bible says the rich man and Lazarus, what did he say? He said, that, Lord, please, the rich man, he said he was suffering. He was like, can you just please send someone to come and, you know, just preach to Preach to my brother. Preach to my wife. Tell them that the life that I live will not serve them anything. But they should give their life to Christ. That is what's going to cause the weeping right there. Because they knew that they had a chance to share the word of God. You know what that weeping is for? You know what that represents? Regret. And there will be plenty of regret when we get to heaven. I believe it. 
you open the book, I'll say that speech and price giving, and some of you act like you don't care. Say, oh, after all, speech and price giving there, I don't care after all. I'm not in class, I'm, I'm in P6. I moved from P5 to P6, so it doesn't matter. We're the same. But someone is getting prices. Someone said, we call her name. Ama Asantua, best chemistry student. Ama Asantua, best core mathematics student. Ama Asantua, five, five, five prizes. And you're sitting there, it's like, ah, why couldn't that be me? How many of you have thought like that before? Oh, come on, raise your hands. I know. Hands down. You see, you know what that was right there? Regret. That right there was regret. Because deep down, you knew you could have done better. So you're saying, I don't care about crowns. No, you will care when we go. You will care. Some people say that there are zongos in heaven. That one, yeah, that's quite extreme. <laughs> that's quite extreme. <laughs> there are zongos. But one thing is for sure, there are distinctions in heaven. I remember one guy, when we finished, hey, this guy graduated with a pass. A pass, it means that that is the lowest level of certification you can get. Pass. He just passed. His family was sitting at one place. When they measured him, they started clapping as if this guy had finished with the first class. You don't, <laughs> you don't know the struggle. But that guy could have been close to, I mean, you never know. It means that he was just on the borderline. I had a friend, computer science. He graduated with, look, to, to get first, uh, no, second class upper, you need 68%. You know what he had? 59.99. I'm sure it was 9999, recurring. But they had to truncate it to two decimal places. What kind, what kind of spirit of retrogression is that? And I said that, oh my, I can't mention that, but I was like, my brother, if you had finished with 59, it would have been better. Because that's so big. Point zero point zero one. Hey! So, I was going to say so insignificant, but yet significant. That moment where you decide to turn your head the other way seems so insignificant, but that could be that, that one distinguishing factor when we get up there. saying that I just want to speed my way to heaven so I'll take a back seat. It's okay. I said there was one girl in school. Ah, this girl, she's Indian. I was like, you guys, why? Every year at first, why? I got to the school. They said that there was some Ghanaians who went there and they set the, the sapons. They had blazed the trail. So as usual, my dad, academician, scholar, he said, the bar has been set. You need to set it higher. So my sister and I, sports were there. Academics were there. But when we went to school, standard four, we got there. Ah, I was four. This girl first. Next year, standard five. I was second. This girl was first again. Then standard six. I was first. No, 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 no. I was first. <laughs> I was so happy. But I found out, I just did a little thing. I found out this girl, they, their family, no social life. Always study. The Indians. I say they are the academics, but education is like a holy grail for them. They, they, it's so important to them. Always in the library. If she's not in the library, she's studying at home. She has a personal tutor at home. Why won't she always be first? That year, speech and prize giving day. Oh my God. So many prizes. Fourth to academics. I was there. That is what God wants for you. 
to their crowns to be worn. Their crowns to be worn. You don't want to be like someone, you don't want to be the person who regrets when, when, when you get to heaven. But he said, if I had known, I would have done better, I would have pushed. That same regret you feel when you're sitting down in your seat, speech and prize giving day, that shouldn't be you. Tears shouldn't be, there should be no weeping for you there. God shouldn't come wiping your tears away because of something you should have done, because of the regret that has filled your heart. Another reason, possibly my last one, we believe that the crowns and the rewards for soul winning are just meant for some people. Evangelists, pastors, facilitators like Uncle Bishop, young adult facilitators like Uncle Bethmon. Those are the only ones who receive a reward. And I told you, God is not limited in his supply. Resources, the streets are carved out of gold. I was saying that in heaven, I'm sure there will be certain kinds of metal Precious stones that we've not seen before. You say you've seen diamonds. Most precious metal on earth. The hardest metal. Wait till we get to heaven. We are going to see certain kinds of precious metals we've not seen before. And if Albert Einstein and the Newtons made it to heaven, they will go there and they'll have their microscopes here. Say, wow, what is this stone? They'll, say that, they'll, they'll be like, Angel Gabriel, can you explain to us? We, we need to redefine our science again. We, we thought we understood science, but this was just a figment of what we knew. So God is not limited in supply. What am I trying to say? There is more than enough crowns for each and every one of you. And this is how I loved Paul when he puts it. When he was telling Timothy. He says, everyone who competes in a race does so so as to win the victor's crown. So you step in your lane. Again, we use the athletic you know, scene. When the whistle goes, and you're running and you cross into someone's lane, you get disqualified. You know that. Right? So, when they blow the whistle, you start. You're going. Your aim is to get to the finish line. And you want to be the first to get to the finish line. Guess what? It's not like that in the kingdom of God. He says, anyone who goes into a race does so, so as to win the victor's crown. It means that at the end of the race, at the end of the line, in each lane, there is a crown made for every one of you. It's not just one crown. You don't just have one gold medal and one silver. Michael Phelps topping them all the time. Swimming like, I know, tilapia. Every day he's the one winning. Why? It's not like that. Everyone is going to have a crown right there. At the end, all you got to do is keep your eyes on it. Look to the finish line. That crown is there waiting. The crowns are there at the end. of. If only you can get to the end of the line. That's how Paul says, I have finished the race. Has fought a good fight. Now, and then you know what he says? Now there is in store for me a crown of righteousness. Will you finish the race? So that ideology, some people, only some people will receive rewards for this thing, soul winning. No. Everyone will receive as long as you do it. If you win souls, if you evangelize, if you sow the seed, if you speak to somebody, their crown's waiting for you at the end of the line. saying that in heaven we're going to receive a lot of shocks. We'll get there. Some of the big men, I pray not, but I'm sure there will be shocks. Some of us, we need to literally wear helmets because the kind of falls we're going to fall 
we can't even express it. Some of us have to, I think there will be some ambulances on standby in heaven. No, I honestly believe so because the shock will be so great. But you see, your story could be rewritten in a manner where that you go there and God says, well done thou good and faithful servant, you've been faithful. Now I make you rule over me. Today I came to encourage you a little bit. To let you know that there is a job to do, there is work to do, there's a charge to keep. You're not insignificant. You, you matter in that equation. That word, the few lines that you speak, they will make a difference in the life of a nation. How many are ready to change your mind for soul winning? Change your minds about soul winning. If you are, if you're not, don't raise your hand. It's good. No, don't worry, I can take it. Huh? Raise your hand if you're willing to try. Everybody stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. I saw someone being ministered. I'm no longer slave to fear. I just believe strongly. I took it to heart. I knew that. After this season, and as we pass through this season, God is going to break fear from our lives. The fear that holds us back from speaking His word, from sharing the word of God. Maybe I can help Uncle Jalo come and sing it together. And we'll just pray one prayer together.
homes that have been exalted. But these are not the homes of God. These are not the homes that represent the glory of God. But these are homes that represent the spirit of pride. Anyone here, there's pride in your life that prevents you, makes you feel like you're above the work of God. Right now, we break that spirit of pride in the name of Jesus. Libra you split the sea so I can walk right through it.
the scales are falling off. Spiritual blindness is making way for revelation. Spiritual blindness is making way for insight, understanding. Revelation is coming. Revelation is coming. Thank you, Jesus. The scales are falling. Thank you, Jesus. The scales are falling. We'll begin to see the word of God in a new light. We'll begin to understand his heartbeat. Thank you, Jesus, for the deliverance. Thank you. Father, we're grateful. We honor you for such a time to be able to hear your word. May we not be like the man who goes about shadow boxing. Neither may we be like men that receive the word and run aimlessly, but may we harden our bodies and make it our slaves that after your word has come, we will not be disqualified for the prize of the high calling. May it be that on that day when we ascend with you in heaven, we will all be smiles. It will only be smiles, there will be no weeping. May we go back, may we go to heaven saying that we have fought the good fight, we have kept the faith, we have finished the race, and that there is a, in store for us a crown of righteousness. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for what you've begun in our lives. We pray that this fire, this awareness, this awakening will continue to bubble in our spirits to the glory of your name. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Uncle Dennis, God richly bless you. Uncle Dennis said something. He said that sometimes the excuse, no, don't sit down. The excuse that we give is that some people have been called to be the ones to preach the gospel to others. But the Bible says that Jesus told the disciples that go ye into the world and preach. When Jesus was talking to the disciples, there were only how many? Twelve. But today you and I have received Christ because they took that task personally. They didn't know how it would happen, how you and I will even be saved. But today you and I are saved. And so we want to close our eyes today. We want to lift up our voices to God. Even in this season of Easter, we are praying and we are crying out to God that anybody out there in the world, wherever they may be, from the north to the south, from the east to the west, in this season of Easter, in this season where Christ came to die for you and I, in this season where Christ came that we might have life and have it abundantly, you are praying in the name of Jesus that wherever they are, the salvation of God will reach their souls in the name of Jesus. It doesn't matter what kind of religion has dominated that country, whether it be Confucianism, Judaism, Islamic, whatever it may be, you are declaring and you are decreeing today that they will come to know the saving power of Jesus, that they will receive the word of God, that they will come to know that Christ came to die for them, that may they have life in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice, somebody. Maybe for you, you are shy. We have spoken over and over again, but you still feel like you cannot go out there. But I believe that as you cry out to God from the depths of your heart today, this prayer that you are praying will become a seed that somebody will plant on that seed, another will water, and God himself will give that increase. Cry out to God today and cry and say, God, let that man, let that woman let that girl that let that boy that does not know you come to know you open up their hearts 
open up their souls, open up their spirits, that they'll receive the word of God wherever they may be in the name of Jesus, even in an unconventional manner. It may not be through a preaching. It may even be through an advert or something, whatever God will use, because we understand that even in the Bible, God can use donkeys to talk to human beings. And so today, cry from the depths of your heart. Don't be a selfish Christian. If their disciples were selfish, you and I would not know Christ today. Cry out to God from the depths of your heart and say, God, let these people come to know you. Let these people come to know the truth. Let these people come to know the way. Let these people come to know the light in the name of Jesus. Father, today we lift up, O God, all over the world who do not even know you, O God. We pray today in the name of Jesus, O God, and we, Father, we capture their souls unto you in the name of Jesus. We declare that wherever they are from the depths of our hearts, O God, Lord, touch their souls. Let salvation reach them, O God, in the name of Jesus. Father, it doesn't matter how deep they may have gone in whatever religion they are. We know, O God, that the power of God is able to save. For your word says, O God, that this is the reason Christ came, O God, that he may destroy the works of the enemy. And so today we declare that any soul that has been captured by the enemy, Father, we lift up prayer, O God, and we say that let the saving power of Jesus locate them. Let the blood of Jesus locate them. Let the blood of Jesus locate them. In the name of Jesus, we are calling souls, O God, unto the kingdom. We open up the heavens, O God, and we declare, let there be an outpouring of the Holy Ghost, O God. Let there be an outpouring of conviction, O God, in the hearts of many in this season, in the name of Jesus. Father, we will not just celebrate because we have come to know you, but we declare in the name of Jesus that many more will come to know you in the name of Jesus. We declare that doors of Calvary Temple opened unto souls, O God, in the name of Jesus. By this altar, O God, we declare that many souls will come to know you. Many souls will come to know you. Many souls will come to know you, O God, in the name of Jesus. Father, reach them, O God. Let somebody reach them, O God. Let the word of God reach them, O God. For them that have given up on life, O God, in this season, Lord, let them experience you. Let them experience you, O God. We declare that when money must go for people to be saved, O God, may there be a release of money, O God, where resources must be released, O God. We declare that may there be a release, O God, in the name of Jesus. We declare that the devil will not have a hold on these souls anymore, O God. Lord, for it is your purpose and your reason, O God. That is why you came, O God. That you will give each and every one of us eternal life, O God. For it's not your desire, O God, that we go into hell, O God. But it's your desire, O God, that we reign with you in the name of Jesus. Father, we declare, O God, that your souls are for you. We speak salvation, O God. We speak salvation, O God. We speak salvation, O God. Father, to the north, to the south, to the east, to the west, O God. We declare that may the gates of the nations be opened unto the gospel, O God. Let the gates of the nations be opened unto the gospel. We speak to you at O head, and we declare that you cause men to hear the word of God. In the name of Jesus, wherever the word goes, we declare that they will receive it with a happy heart, O God. In the name of Jesus, 
Lord, today we recapture souls for the kingdom. We recapture souls for the kingdom, O God. We recapture souls, O God. We open up, O God, the gates of heaven unto souls. In the name of Jesus. For Father, you came to seek and save the lost. Today, O God, we call the lost back to the kingdom of God. We call the lost, O God, to the kingdom of God. We call the lost, O God. Let there be a revival across the nations, O God. Let there be a revival across the continents, O God. Let people come to know that as a living and true God, there is only one God, and He is the way, and He is the truth, and He is the life. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for today, O oh God. We thank you for this command that you gave us that we should go into the world and preach the gospel, O oh God. Father, in this season of Easter, when you came to die on the cross for us, Father, by the reason of the blood today, we recapture souls that do not know you in the name of Jesus. We declare, let the gates of the nations be opened unto the gospel of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus. Father, today we declare, let the blood penetrate through the altars of those gates in the name of Jesus. We declare that whatever religions have taken over the souls of men that are not of the true religion of God, today we rededicate their souls to you and we declare that, Lord, they are yours and yours alone in the name of Jesus. We send forth prayer, O oh God. We declare that where resources are needed for men to come to know you, Lord, make a way in the name of Jesus. It doesn't matter how deep they may have gone in their religion. We know that their blood can save. We know that their blood has saved. And we know that their blood will continue to save. Lord, save their souls. Let them come to know you. Let them come to know the truth. Let them come to receive eternal life. Let the power of the devil be broken over their lives today in the name of Jesus. For them that will be rejected because they will come to know you, Lord. May you be the one to be their comfort. May you be the one to be their shield. May you be the one to be their buckler, O oh God. For Father, we know that with you, O oh God, Father, we will smile at the storm. We thank you for answered prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Shall we please take our seats? Belinda, you sing. Belinda. Dashes, please pass your baskets around for the Cornelius offering. Amen. Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I love to sing your praises. I'm so glad you're in my life I'm so glad you came to save me You came from heaven to earth To show the way from the earth 
Amen. Those who were not here for the first session.